Hey y'all, I'm C.G. Townsend, your host of the Being Balanced Podcast, a space full of ways to help you stop the glorification of busyness. We're talking aha moments, must-have resources, real-life wins, and small shifts that lead to incredible impact. Hey everyone, it's another Tuesday and another opportunity for us to chat with folks that are really just out here living their best being balanced lives. I am C.G. Townsend, host of the Being Balanced podcast, and today I am welcoming to the show Whitney Bond. Whitney, I'm just going to toss the mic straight to you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be on the podcast today and talk a lot about food because I'm a food blogger. Um, I started my blog, which is my name, WhitneyBond.com, back in 2011 in the the golden ages of blogging. (laughs) And um, since then, I've done a ton of different things. I've done Um, TV spots across the nation. I've published a cookbook. Um, I've appeared on multiple podcasts and written articles for magazines. It's been quite the journey. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, blogging is my passion and I love sharing my recipes. Right now I have over 1100 recipes on WhitneyBond.com. So there really is something for everyone. So a little backstory, friends, Uh, Whitney and I met when I was wearing a different hat, um, my professional career hat of working at Cox Communications, um, and Whitney was doing some really cool work with us around a smart home initiative, and she was on the road with us and doing demonstrations and just really showing up in a big way to talk about how to leverage smart home appliances in the kitchen. And one thing I love, which you guys definitely have to go check out her website, is the way that she outlines her bio. And it's a great way to kind of like real fast, quick, and in a hurry, get to know her. But what I would love for you to share with us, Whitney, is what's one thing that's not on your bio? So I was thinking about this. Uh, before chatting with you. And one thing I think is funny that most people enjoy is my first job was actually a Sonic car hop. Me too, but I wore rollerblades. You did? How crazy is that? I did not know that. That's so crazy. (laughs) Well, that's very cool. Um, Was that your intro to the food and like beverage world or... Yeah, I don't think uh, I was necessarily inspired by the food. (laughs) It was just a job to pay for the car I wanted when I turned 16, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Really, uh, my grandma was the one that introduced me to food and cooking when I was super young. I grew up across the street from my grandma, and we would spend our afternoons after school with her, and she would let us cook things, some edible, some not. She would just let us play in the kitchen. And I enjoyed that so much. Um, I grew up in Oklahoma, but moved to California when I was 18 to go to college and realized that a lot of people that grew up in California didn't know how to cook. So I became known as the girl that cooked because I was cooking in the dorms. And then after the dorms, I was always throwing dinner parties. And I just thought that was how everyone grew up cooking every day, but I quickly realized that was not the case. 
That's awesome. You know, so many folks have similar memories of, you know, cooking with grandparents. And so I, I find it interesting how many things we actually retain from those experiences, considering that they were so long ago. So right now, Corona cooking is all the rage. You know, we're in a, a very different um, time than most of us have ever been in before. And there's some stress baking going on and so many other different things. People are just finding themselves in the kitchen, right? Um, what are some of your favorite recipes and things that you've learned over the years um, that you would want to share with folks? Yeah, so some of the things that I've been going through over the last few weeks um, while we've been home is just finding recipes that are easily adaptable. Um, there are some things that obviously, when it comes to baking, it's really hard to substitute ingredients. So if you already have a fully stocked pantry of sugar and flour and yeast, then you'll be good to go with your baking. But when it comes to just meals for everyday lunch and dinner, it's nice to have things that are easily diversified based on you know what you have currently in your fridge, your freezer, your pantry. Uh, we actually haven't been to the grocery store since all of this started. We've been getting grocery delivery. And the joke is that you just kind of throw money at the internet and then see what groceries you end up with. <laughs> because you never know. And, you know, the irony has been we'll get peanut butter, but not jelly. You know, we'll get pasta, but no sauce. So it's kind of like, okay, we got to make work with what they have at the grocery store today. And so, you know, some of my favorite recipes, my beef ragu recipe has been one of the most popular recipes on the blog for seven years. And it's so easy to make in the slow cooker. If you can get your hands on a beef chuck roast, it only requires about five other ingredients. And most of those are all pantry staples that you can just toss in the slow cooker. And if there's only two of you, this can literally make meals for an entire week. And you can eat it a variety of different ways with pasta, over polenta. I've even made it for breakfast with eggs. Um, so you could just do so much with it. And I think for, for the people that are at home that are just getting tired of cooking, especially if you have a big family and you're not used to feeding, you know, four to six people, three meals a day. <laughs> this is a great way to really make it stretch as well as make your budget stretch. You know, like one um, beef chuck roast can be rather inexpensive, but like I said, it can, it can last for a lot of different meals. Um, I've been making a lot of Thai food at home. Um, I was able to get my hands on a bunch of cans of coconut milk and I think that's something that's still pretty easily available. And then you can buy like curry paste on Amazon um, super easily. And it's, it's easy to find right now. It's not one of the things that's super expensive or always sold out. And then you can add whatever you want to it. If you have rice, if you have noodles, if you have veggies, if you have meat, you know, you can add shrimp or chicken. There's just so many different ways that you can mix it up if you just have the base of the sauce. So my Thai yellow curry is the most popular recipe and it's been getting a ton of love lately. And I think for that reason, as long as people have the base ingredients, some curry paste, some coconut milk, then they're able to kind of make it their own with whatever they have on hand. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned base ingredients. So like in, in your opinion, what are some of the must haves that you have to have in your fridge or should even explore maybe grabbing from Amazon, like to put in your kitchen cabinet? Yeah, so one of the things that I have been heavily relying on, I love fresh herbs. 
And while I did plant my own, what I call quarantine garden, it has not started sprouting anything that I can actually use in my recipes yet. So I've been going to these freeze-dried herbs. They're made by Lighthouse. You can usually find them in the produce section at the grocery store. They have like a little blue lid on them, but they're literally herbs that have been freeze-dried right after they're picked. Mm -hmm. So they're the closest thing you can get to fresh herbs and they last for a very long time. And you can easily order, they do like mixed packages. You can get like four different herbs in a box on Amazon. And I have been relying on those so much to add a ton of flavor to my recipes when I can't get my hands on the fresh herbs. Um, any kind of meat that you can get and freeze, uh, ground beef or turkey, chicken, shrimp, all of those freeze really well. And then all you have to do is, you know, kind of plan a day ahead what you want to eat, put whatever that meat is in your refrigerator to thaw it out. And then you can use that for dinner. Um, and then whatever you have in your, your pantry, you know, I know it's hard to find some of the canned goods right now, but obviously beans, rice, pasta, it's good to have those on hand because they're so versatile. And then one of the things that I've done um, that I've been telling friends about that everyone loves the idea is um, getting a CSA box. And if people aren't familiar with CSA boxes, it stands for Community Supported Agriculture. And right now, our local farms really need our help because a lot of their produce goes directly to restaurants. And most restaurants right now are either shut down or have very limited menus that they're doing for takeout or delivery only. And so these local farms that are used to selling to local restaurants now have all this extra produce. And mm -hmm. so the CSA boxes, they deliver them every week to your door and they're coming straight from the farm. So you have literally the least amount of potential contamination because it's coming from the farm to your door. The delivery is included in the price of the box. The boxes are usually really affordable between $25 and $40, depending on how big the box is. And you get that every week. And it's a great way to still get your fresh fruits and vegetables during this time where it's hard to get those maybe at the grocery store or you're not wanting to go to the grocery store every week. You want to limit your amount of trips to the grocery store and obviously produce only lasts so long. So I think this is a great way to get your produce right now. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Is there a link um, that connects folks with all of the options across the country or is it specific to like your local community or state yeah, so I, I, what I would do, I can send you the link to the one that I use that's available okay. in Southern California. But anywhere else, I would say just type in CSA box and then whatever city you live in into Google. And I guarantee you that options will come up in most places. That is amazing information. I mean, I've been one of those people that I live for fresh produce. Like I go and get bell peppers onions, tomatoes, etc. And that has been the hardest thing to kind of succumb to this situation is that you're relying on folks that, you know, they, they're well intended, but they may not shop like you to pick these items up for you and deliver. And it's like, how do I communicate to someone that I want to you know, a good firm tomato or, you know, I mean, right. at, th at this point they're like, Hey lady, I'm just trying to pick up whatever I can find and get it delivered to you and protect myself and stay healthy all at the same time. So, um, that's really good to know because I would love to support some of our local farmers. Yeah. I'm sure that 
they're available in the Atlanta area. So I would definitely check that out. And really, like you think about at a grocery store, how many people are shopping there, potentially touching the produce, potentially, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, contaminating it. So this eliminates a layer of that as well. So I'm really excited to really teach people about the CSA boxes because it's something that I've done in the past and um, it's been a huge help during this time. Yeah, that's great. Really, really great. So another thing that I just want to dive a little bit deeper in, you made a comment about, you know, cooking for two and how long the food may last um, based on one recipe, or if you're cooking for, you know, a larger family and you're not really used to cooking that much food um, several times a day, you know, you might have to get creative. So there's a big debate going on right now. Um, A lot of people think that it's politics, but it's not. It's actually, and you said it best, quarantining with kids or quarantining without kids. So let's talk about that a little bit. You know, how has your life either changed or not changed with this new reality that we're living in? Yeah, so our life hasn't changed nearly as much as a lot of the people around me. Um, I like to say that, you know, there, there are two camps. And it's basically my brother's camp and my camp. My brother and his wife worked in traditional offices in Washington, D.C. They had a toddler that went to daycare every day. And they went to the grocery store at least three to four times a week. That was their norm. They went to the gym every day. So their life has been disrupted a lot because now they're working from home in an apartment with a one and a half year old (laughs) running around and they're having to figure out how can we both still work full-time jobs while taking care of a child full-time, not being able to go to the grocery store multiple times a week um, and maintaining, you know, their diet and things like that. Whereas then you have uh, my fiance and I have been both working from home together for four years. And Mm. so this is something that we're used to during the week the only time we usually leave is to go to the grocery store or to the gym. We are here pretty much 24-7 together. So our life hasn't changed a lot. And I obviously work in the uh, food recipe field where it's something that people really need right now. And my fiance, Kurt, is developing a medical device that people could really use right now. So we're both really busy. And so it's been interesting to talk to friends that you know, aren't working right now and they're at home for the first time ever, just kind of like, I don't know what to do with myself. Right, right. Um, So I think, you know, when thinking about, you know, cooking, no matter kind of where you are, it's, you know, make it fun, whether it's cooking with your kids and involving them in the process, maybe for the first time, um, I know that, you know, it can get a little messier with kids and things aren't perfect, but it gives them an activity to do. It gives you guys something to do as a family. One of the things that I've actually really enjoyed during this time is since we have the time on the weekends now and we try not to work on the weekends, we've been making things that we normally wouldn't have time to make, like homemade pizzas, homemade pasta, where we're making the dough from scratch and, you know, recipes that take a little longer. I made 
uh, my moussaka, which is basically a Greek lasagna that takes almost three hours to make. And so I never make it, but I made it a couple weeks ago because I had the time. So things like that, or maybe it's like a new cooking technique. Maybe it's that instant pot that you've had sitting in your cabinet since Christmas 2018 that you've never <laughs> used. Maybe this is a good time to bust it out and try something new. Yeah. No, that's great advice. You know, I I was thinking about some of the appliances and really cool things that I have that I've never used. And I don't even know why I have them, to be honest with you, or where they came from. But I'm like, why not? Like, this is the best time to break them out and get familiar and honestly decide if I like them or not (laughs) and then keep it moving. Um, so I, and I, I think that it's great to acknowledge that we're all riding in different boats right now. We're all in the same body of water. We're all, you know, going through the same kind of global pandemic, but all of our boats are very, very different. And, you know, there has been a lot of information and content and things like that, that supports people that now have kids at home and things like that. But for folks that haven't, haven't, haven't experienced a lot of change, um, maybe there's not even a need to provide any information or support, but I think just the acknowledgement is fair. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's still definitely, a a different life for us right now. You know, it's something that now I've kind of gotten used to. Um, But, you know, things like, like going to the grocery store, that was actually something that I really enjoyed. And our grocery store is about a block away. So I went three to four times a week. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've had to adjust to, okay, buying in bulk. And that's something I never did before. Because I I didn't need to, I could easily go to the grocery store three to four times a week. And there's only two of us in the house. So I've had to kind of adjust my thinking of buying, um, which I think, you know, a lot of people have had to do right now. And it's, it's not about hoarding. It's just about buying a little bit extra each time to limit your trips to the grocery store to then be able to limit, you know, your potential exposure. Absolutely. Now, there's a lot of Corona cooking going on, a lot of stress baking. People are finding joy in being in the kitchen, um, sometimes, like you said, with their kids and just kind of making it more of a collective experience. But on the other hand, there's also a concern about weight gain. Um, We're staying at home, we're eating and snacking and grazing all day, and it's also becoming expensive. Um, You know, the cost of eating at home and stocking up and buying a little extra each time um, is for a lot of people outside of what their normal budget would be. Would love to know your thoughts on how um, food and cooking can be your friend and not your enemy. Yeah, I I think one of the things that, you know, I talked to another blogger friend last week about is just like giving yourself uh, a little more leeway during this time. You know, I'm not one that usually keeps any kind of sweets around the house because let's be honest, I'll eat them. (laughs) (laughs) And I I was planning a wedding. So (laughs) who knows when that will be now, but still. Uh, But, you know, I'm allowing myself to make my, what I call my one and only dessert recipe, which are my Nutella chocolate chip cookies, which I also highly recommend making. (laughs) But I, I, you know, I make the cookie dough you know, once a week. And then I just make a couple cookies each night and it's a warm cookie at the end of the day. It's like, 
I've made it through another day of quarantine. I get a cookie. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I'm balancing that with doing at home workouts. So it's like, I'm letting myself enjoy, you know, baked goods and, you know, some desserts and homemade bread and things like that, that I normally might not eat. But then on the other hand, I wake up in the morning and do an at home workout. Like the cool thing is there are so many that are available online. And I know not everyone has the time to do at-home workouts and bake their own cookies and manage their kids and still try to do their job. But I think once again, it's about finding that balance um, mm -hmm. of what works for you each week. And you know, some weeks I get in five workouts and some weeks I just don't feel like it. And I bake cookies and I eat pasta and I don't work out. So I think it's just like, you know, being a little bit easier on yourself during these times and thinking, okay, this isn't normal times. I want to enjoy the things that maybe I don't get to always like, you know, um, baking cookies or things like that. Um, I think as far as, as cost goes, um, once again, buying in bulk is actually usually less expensive. So if you can find places like Smart and Final, um, they sell, you know, most things in bulk at pretty affordable prices. Um, if you can find one of those that's near you or, you know, a Costco or a Sam's Club that might deliver, buying in bulk will actually save you a little money. And then also just think about the way you can repurpose recipes. So I have a blog post that I created whenever all of this first started and everyone was panicking, what do I buy? What can be frozen? What can't be frozen? And I took a lot of the questions that I was getting and put them into uh, 15 easy recipes to make with pantry staples and a pantry staple shopping list. And then it also includes some of those, um, you know, fresh foods that you can easily freeze, how to freeze them, things like that. Um, and one of the things like I love to make my Thai peanut sauce, it's another recipe that's been super popular on the blog for years and it's really easy to make, but then you can use it in, you know, five different recipes throughout the week. So it's more about just, you know, stretching what you do make and using it in different ways. That is such a great um, resource. <laughs> so I will include that blog post in the show notes so people can quickly find it. Um, and I'm even thinking about, you know, cross-comparing your list of pantry essentials with what I currently have in my pantry before I make my next grocery delivery list. Um, because it's so hard right now when you're in the frenzy of it all, you know, you just want to buy what you see. And I mean, I have fallen victim to that um, a couple of times where I just bought stuff and then I'm like, oh my God, we don't even eat this. Like we don't even normally <laughs> eat like a frozen TV dinner. I mean, like nothing's wrong with that. It's just not something that we typically include. And I'm like, why did I even buy this? It was just, it was there and I got nervous and I was like, yes frozen TV dinners. That's what we all need, but it's not necessarily. Um, I could have just bought all the ingredients and made my own meal. <laughs> so um, that's really great. I'm, I'm excited to hear um, about the blog posts and, you know, what about any other tools and resources that you may have either now or coming up on the horizon that might be helpful for folks? So ironically enough, uh, before this all happened. I had started a second blog 
um, a little passion project of mine. At the beginning of the year, I was eating a predominantly plant-based diet, um, trying to lose some weight and just be a little bit healthier. And so I started creating these plant-based bowls. And they're just healthy, delicious bowls filled with a lot of nutritional ingredients, a lot of fresh produce. And so I started a blog called Bowls Are the New Plates, and it is now live. And every bowl recipe is gluten-free. And if it's not already vegan, there's always an option to make it vegan. And if it is vegan, there's always an option to add a protein. And then there's always an option uh, for how to meal prep it, as well as how to make it low carb. So it's really a site that anyone can go to that's on a specific diet and find recipes that are either low carb, plant based, or, you know, protein rich to really incorporate into their diet. So, you know, if you're able to get your hands on some fresh produce right now, you can definitely start making these bowls right now. Or after this is all over, if you're just looking to reset and eat some healthier recipes, maybe try the predominantly plant based diet, you can check out bowls of the new plates and get lots of inspiration. And if folks want to continue this conversation with you, learn more about what you have going on, stay in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, so I am very active on Instagram, and my Instagram is my name, at Whitney Bond. Um, the new site has its own Instagram page, Bowls the New Plates, so you can go follow along there for delicious, healthy bowl recipes. Um, but they can always contact me on the at Whitney Bond Instagram page, send me a message. I check those regularly throughout the day and I love to chat with people on those. So if you have any questions right now about what can I make with what's in my pantry, I'm totally happy to help. Uh, my email newsletter, which you can sign up for from WhitneyBond.com, same with that. Every email I send out right now, you know, I'm including a note that says, if you want to make this at home but you need some substitution ideas, just hit reply and I'm happy to help. So I know these are times where, like you said, people that aren't used to cooking every single meal at home or maybe even cooking at all. I have friends that really never cook, and so they're forced to do it for the first time right now, mm -hmm. and I know that that can be really overwhelming for people. So I wanna help and be a resource for people that are looking for easy recipes, healthy recipes, recipes they can feed their whole family, recipes they can make from pantry staples, all those kind of different things. So people feel free to reach out to me, you know, on Instagram or via my newsletter and let me know what questions you have about cooking during quarantine. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And, you know, thank you for sharing this space with us right now. It's just a really different time than what we're used to. And we're all trying to adjust and navigate and do things just slightly different or big time different. So I am beyond grateful for folks like you that are so selflessly sharing, you know, recipes and advice and tips and just guidance and guardrails along the way. Um, it's definitely needed right now more than ever. So thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. My pleasure. And friends, like I mentioned, um, I will 
beef up the show notes with links and how to get in contact with Whitney and more information about what she's doing. So definitely make sure that you check those out as well as leave a review. Tell us what you're thinking. Tell us what you thought of the show. Um, and let me know if there are any topics that would be extremely helpful for you right now, because I'm happy to pivot and have those folks on the show. So as always, it has been a pleasure and thanks for tuning in and stay tuned for next week for the next episode of the Being Balanced Podcast.